this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. Guys, listeners, welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories, where you get to hear individuals share their different experiences. On this episode, we have myself and Adrian Pennywell, my wife, as we speak on our then three month wedding anniversary. We've learned so much about each other in the last five years that has caused us to grow closer together despite candidness and intense vulnerability. We're not experts, just two people learning each other's love language and individuality through trial, error, and prayer check it out well good morning good afternoon and good evening welcome to the latest episode of the glory in our stories um on this special episode um i wanted to address the experience of being newlyweds um on today's episode i am accompanied by as of three months ago uh mrs adrian marcia pennywell (laughs) <laughs> we um I think the last episode we did was maybe episode three or four. I think I was episode three. Yeah. And um It was a really long time ago. What yeah. episode is this? Eighty Um, this would be eighty six. And um It was like eighty three episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um I reached out well I told her. And when I asked her, I said, how would you feel about doing a an episode based off what we experienced, even though we're only three months and some change in? Um, I thought it would be a great opportunity because a lot has happened in the last three months. A lot. And this is just three months. Word. We're not even talking about uh, the future. So, uh, which we have no idea what that entails but I just think it would be um, a great opportunity because each day is a challenge and we're learning something new about each other uh, we've been dating for going on with five years uh-huh. August end of August will be five we've been together for five been five years and it's just we're still maneuvering um so what I did is I came up with a list of questions and uh, we're going to go through them as much as we can. And I told oh, her man. to be as honest <clears throat> as she can possibly be. Clear <laughs> <Come down laughs> my throat. <clears> throat> right. See. Honesty is the best policy. Yes, it is. <sighs> All right. So you you know, because we're three months in. So we have officially surpassed the threshold um, of ignorance. And so now, as newlyweds, three months in, we are allowed to give marital advice. So please listen up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I feel completely the opposite. 
I don't feel like I'm in position to give anybody advice. And me neither. <laughs> so I wouldn't um, even dare. <laughs> these uh, questions are just basically geared towards um, us sharing our experience. And that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. From the comfort of home. Yes. So, Literally. Our, uh, you are <laughs> chilling in the uh, Pennywell abode. So. Yeah, our cat is like really literally near our feet mm-hmm. and which we have to protect <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you hear some scrambling um she's a little feisty very but i've learned to appreciate her and um and love her because i tell adrian i told adrian i wasn't a cat person at all most people aren't that i've encountered a lot of people that i meet are not cat people do they say why no uh, it's a mixture of responses between I hate cats, I'm afraid of cats, I just don't <laughs> like cats. There isn't an actual explanation. I, I haven't heard anyone that's had a bad experience. I, I, I don't, I think I may have heard one person say, I think they're disgusting. Yeah. But I think, I mean, that you can say that about all animals. That they're all disgusting. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they eat, they sleep, they shed, you know, they poop i mean you know (laughs) in some degree they're all disgusting but i don't know i've had her 12 years so her companionship um you know has been she's like my kid she is my kid she's my fur kid so so this that's she's pretty much the child i adopted and um in her own way she's adopted uh, my pet lulu um they're buds secret buds yeah and it's very entertaining watching them <laughs> each other's presence. That just happened to work out. Your Thankfully. your dog and my cat just happened to be a decent match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that? F- yes, it is. Fireworks? Oh yeah. yeah, it is the it is July third, um, in the evening. So. Oh, uh, well, at least we hope they're fireworks. Um, it's been <laughs> <laughs> if not, uh, it's time to move. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea. Uh, but we'll go ahead and jump into the questions. Um, these are questions that I've um, decided to ask us. Um, my wife is very thorough <laughs> in explanations. Um, I was not expecting you to answer them like this. I thought you were I, <laughs> No, I, I'm sorry. So he he let me see the questions, and I just didn't want to be a, a bumbling fool on here and be oh, like, okay. well, uh, 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 uh. It, it, <laughs> It took me time to think about these answers. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to come unprepared and, and have you know a bunch of like empty listening space on here. Yeah. So I, I wanted to say some things. When I when I saw it, I was like, "Yep, that's her. <laughs> that's that's her." <laughs> but um. You don't know my life. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> um. The first question is, and I think it's four questions in all. Uh, maybe five, I think, but we'll try to get through all of them. First question is, what were your expectations going into marriage? Um, so, yeah, um, that's pretty broad. So um, I guess the follow up question is, were any of them met? Which ones were? Which ones were not? I had to think about this because for girls, we think about marriage early. 
I think we do. And so I thought about marriage as a teenager. I probably thought about it as a little girl, maybe in a more whimsical sense, you know, what my wedding dress was going to look like and, you know, um, what color flowers I'd have or whatever. But um, I really had to decide what I was, what were they? Because, you know, when we were dating, we were pretty straight up, like from day one, because we were friends for a long time, too. So um, Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I I had to think about this, but I guess I thought we were going to be at each other's throats a lot more. You know, you hear about that first year and people saying that the first year is always the hardest. I thought that our first, I thought it was going to be harder than this. You know, like I was ready to fight, you know, like the Whitney Houston song says, um, um, I thought love had to hurt to turn out right. Mm. Um, and I, I thought, I thought that this was going to be harder. I honestly did. I mean, because we didn't live together at first, Mm -hmm. you know, we lived, we moved in right before the wedding. Um, so um, and I guess maybe to say, like, we moved in November, we got married in March, so mm. it was, what, four months? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was going to be harder than this. Um, so that was um, an unmet expectation, very nicely unmet. <laughs> um, I think I expected, yeah, I, I expected us to have a lot more bickering, and I, I thought that it was going to be a little bit more heavy heartedness and we just haven't done that. Yo, thanks for listening so far. Keep tuning in as we take a quick break and be right back. Yo, I have a question for you. What have you learned about yourself since March that you haven't addressed over the last few years? Is it your eating habits? Is it the way you spend your time? Do you find yourself not liking what and who you've become? Don't let these revelations punish you, but provoke you to do better, live better. The key question should be, are you happy? And are you doing everything to maintain your joy? Find your happy place in life and strive to help others do the same. We can't manipulate every circumstance, but we can alter our reactions to them. Let's fix our fractured perspectives amongst broken expectations. For God said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And now back to the episode. So (laughs) sometimes I'm like, are we doing this right? Maybe we are. I don't know. But um, I, I thought that I also thought if in all transparency and honesty, um, as a married couple, we waited. Did we wait perfectly? No, no we did not. <laughs> but man, we tried. Um, but I can honestly say we crossed the we we stumbled across the finish line um, to wait for sex. And so because we did, I thought that we were going to be having sex like all the time. I thought we were just going to be at each other day and night at every opportunity, and that's just <laughs> that's just not the case. And I, I I've made up in my mind you know, different reasons. Like we just literally work opposite schedules. And um, not only that, but you know, we're, your, your libido is different when you're in your thirties versus when you're a teenager or when you're in your twenties, it's just different. Yeah. So um, 
I guess, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I just, it's just not what I thought it was going to be. Um, what I think, else? Um, initially for me, I'm, I'm going back to the possibility of bickering. Yeah. Like, I thought that 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 was a, a chance that we would because we're different. We're similar in a lot of ways, but we're different yeah. than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that plays a part in both of our personalities and how we feel about um, have the idea of confrontation. Yeah. We both try to avoid it as much as possible. And if you have somebody who's all for it, as they say currently, if you here for the smoke like all the time, and then you have somebody who isn't. I sure ain't. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. <laughs> I am not here for the smoke. I'm not here for any. I'm not here for it. And if we, if I was, then that would have been an issue because anything could come up. But for me, based off my personality and my character trait, I'd be like, no, I have to be right. She needs <laughs> to know. And then we probably would have been. Yeah, I don't think it would have worked. But, you know, the thing about. I guess that is on the other side it could be a bad thing if we if we chose never to address it. Yeah. But I think we were both intentional. So that's what makes it work. Um but yeah, I'm not um I don't need to be I don't I don't need to prove myself or be right. You know what I'm saying? Um when it comes to a big argument. So hmm. Yeah, I I on my end that's why we didn't really bicker. And plus, I'm sensitive. I just didn't feel like... <laughs> I can't I can't take blows. So I don't, I don't want to throw them. <laughs> Man, um, I had to learn that. Um, sort of the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beautiful thing about people that were in your life before me, they've always known that. And the one person that really opened my eyes to that to remind me was your dad. Because mm-hmm. when I asked for your hand, the first thing he said, well, he, he said, all I'm worried about, Calvin, is that you're able to take care of her heart. That's it. Ooh, if anybody learned, if anybody learned about Adrian's heart, it's James Lee <laughs> Bolden. He took a beating, you know, like, I mean, my dad um, has been through a lot with me. Um he wasn't around when I was a kid. Um, when I was little, he, he left and then he came back. Um, and uh, because of that, I think his just our relationship was so rocky for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's stuck around somehow with this angry little girl um, and then this angry teenager and then this angry woman. Um, he still stuck around. And, and he realized the kind of heart that I have. Um, and so, you know, he was well-equipped to give you that advice. <laughs> well-equipped, well-equipped to give that advice. And it was while, as he was saying it, I was like, this isn't something he's just saying. He's speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's he's like that's my biggest concern. He didn't say anything else. Like just make sure you 
because he was I, I knew that was his way of saying you're gonna have to go through what I went through yeah. just just make sure if I can give you any advice I know that's what he was saying just take care of her heart yeah and um I knew what he meant by that so um but yeah. going in um it actually felt it felt natural because like you said we mentioned marriage at the early on on the onset of our relationship yeah because we had gotten to this point after our dating experiences Mm -hmm. like no more no this is i'm telling you what i want (laughs) so we don't waste each other's time and so that the person will be informed because if this if i think that was our way of saying if this isn't what you want then we need to either stop now yeah and i'm glad we had those conversations yeah we were pretty straight up i i had enough of uh you know three month uh relationships where i I fell in love with somebody and then it just kind of fell to pieces after that um Mm -hmm. and then even before some of those shorter ones i had you know, an abusive relationship I was in for three years. Yeah, about three years. Um, and and so, you know, I I just, I, I knew my whole life that I wanted to get married. But I think I just needed to learn what I didn't want first. Because I had no standard. So God had to set one for me. And once that was set, and I knew my value that's i think that's why we could both have that conversation and say look uh i don't have forever and i have standards so here are here's what they are i like you as a person and i'm open to you but i just want you to know up front this is what it is and i don't know you weren't afraid of that and that i think that was i can't say uh, i think that was attractive it was obviously (laughs) because you know we dated but i mean your level of maturity spoke to me. You know, I I just have not heard very many men, young men, however you want to categorize it. I just I hadn't heard very many guys that were so explicit about wanting to get married and be a husband and be a father. You didn't say necessarily, "Oh, I want to have a wife and have kids." Your your verbiage was always I want to be a husband and I want to be a father. I've wanted that since I was a kid. And I was just, I was really intrigued by that because it told me that you you want to have this particular position. You don't just want to have a person. You know, you're not yeah. trying to round up cattle here. You're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to be someone. Um, so that, you know, was something I found really attractive. You were very straight about that. Yeah. But... Um, one of the other things I want to say was pleasantly unmet was that, you know, neither one of us were virgins at the day of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and I, I'm not ashamed to say that I've had more partners than you. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I was a lot younger. Um, so, but I can say this um, from both sides of the fence, I thought married sex would be awful. I just, you know, the way that it's painted in society, in conversation, and 
um, on movies and TV shows, you know, the old ball and chain, quote unquote, is what got, you know, the, the guy always says or whatever. I just thought married sex would be awful. And it's not. It's so <laughs> great. It is so, it's great because you get to be this real person. You know, like I have a, I have a safe person that has seen me, you know, um, without my clothes on um, and, and has also seen my mind and my emotions like when I'm not at my best. Mm-hmm. You know, like you've seen the dark places my mind has gone or you've seen me when I was really depressed. Um, you were there for actually two of my surgeries. No, three, three. You were there for three. My very, very first surgery. You were there for all three of my surgeries. Was it the, I remember the hand. Yep. I had my, I had hand surgery twice. So I've had three surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. Two on my right hand and you were around for both of them. So this is one detail that we probably didn't mention. And if we did, sorry for being repetitive, but, um, and we're just, stating facts and we're just saying this because this this was a choice that we made not just for our bodies but for our spirits um adrian and i decided to wait until marriage to consummate the marriage um and the reason being is because we had both had our own experiences and we both made promises to respect not just our bodies but each other's Um, And this was a covenant that we made with God. So this the celibacy that we were practicing prior to our wedding um, was in dedication, not to just to us, but to God as well. So continue to listen to the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories, part one with the newlywed Penny Wells. Um, So it was Mimi for, for the first one. Your pet Mimi. Yes, Mimi, Mimi was there. Our, our, yeah, it was my sister's dog. Yep. And then the second one was my hand again, and you were there, and I slept for two days. Remember that? I slept for two days, and I was so frustrated for being tired. I, I didn't oh. want to stay asleep. <laughs> I just remember waking up in little blips for two days, and you laughed at me because I was so tired, and I didn't want to be asleep anymore. Yeah. I, I wanted to be awake and, and you know, just live not be asleep but and then Mm. the third one was in november Mm. and that one was very revealing for me but um yeah you've seen my emotions and you've seen my mind and i mean sex really is mostly what happens in your heart and your mind anyway you know um your body just your body is reacting physiologically to um you know the things that are happening up there so the fact that i could be you know, we could have an Adam and Eve. I was literally naked in front of you, and I, I don't feel ashamed. Yeah, um, is what really heightens the level of intimacy. And you know, God created me, a woman, to match the sexuality of a man, the appetite of a man. That's that's how He designed us. We're supposed to be matches. And when I when I got to enter that private space with you, it was safe. And I felt like I could, you know, share my self with you. I could be my most honest self and I could, you know, tell you the things that I did and did not like or the mm-hmm. things that I wanted and didn't want. And those were things that I never had the opportunity to do with a previous partner ever, you yeah. know, and that may- and it was different because you are my husband. 
now. So um, that was that was a pretty you know big unmet expectation. Very very glad because I was like terrified, like oh my god, I'm gonna have terrible sex for the rest of my life, oh, and I goodness. waited for this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Myth busted. So, <laughs> um, um, hold on. The, the cool thing about that was, as far as for me, my yeah. biggest concern was um, the guilt that I've experienced before mm. because I knew that afterwards um, it was wrong. So I, could, I never fully enjoyed it. Why completely. was it wrong for you? Because um, I knew that sex was designed. Um, for a husband and a wife and these women I thought were going to be my wives so I was like oh that validates it like they're going to be they may not be it officially it's like you going to school and you like I'm a doctor I'm in school I haven't got my degree yet <laughs> but, but, I'm I'm a, I'm, but I'm a doctor <laughs> um, and <laughs> no <laughs> can't practice was, on me bro no that was not the case and when we got married I was there were moments where I was quiet and I was like God I'm in I'm in I'm in I'm in your backyard finally I get to play in your backyard with limited unlimited um possibilities mm-hmm. I just know if I just stay inside your fence not only will I enjoy myself mm-hmm. but I'll be safe So it was it you feel like marriage was a safe place for you to finally be released from guilt is that what you're saying yeah. like you could enjoy sex guilt free yeah and with the person um i was intended to enjoy it with yeah and um i told somebody i think in the process of talking to you about it i well actually it was jesus i was telling him about man like i realized with all my past girlfriends i always gave them 100 percent, and it was like it he was like man i don't think it was that you were um, just rapidly dating, I think you were looking. You were you were looking for someone, mm-hmm. and you just didn't find them until you met Adrian. And I was putting all I had into a bowl that wasn't designed to carry what I had to give. And and I was like, this this is for your wife, not your potential wife but your wife this is all for her yeah so at when i met you and then we got married i realized this is where it, it all goes everything that you've been um preserving and just dishing out mm-hmm. it was they were they were not meant to receive it yeah so when you beyond came, sex yeah. like the emotional and the mental yes. and the everything and now that I'm married, I'm like, wow. So I can give all of myself to you. Um, just like I'm supposed to give all myself to God. Mm-hmm. So I recently wrote in a post that I, the more I learn about my marriage, ironically, the more I learn about God. Yeah. Because that's the way he wants us to be with him. Yeah. So that's that it strengthens that connection. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow. So that, it, that makes sense to me because I get to be mild with you even in our worst moments. 
Yeah. And I, I need to be my all with him, even in my worst moments. Mm-hmm. So when he makes that connection between uh, a man and his wife and, um, who was it? Uh, like, um, who loved the church? Who was it specifically? Like a man should love his wife the way uh, Christ loved the church. Christ loved the church. And I was like, wow. So that's how I feel about her is how he feels about me. Mm-hmm. And then that's that connection with that. So, yeah. So this is like, we talk like this for real. Um, <laughs> um, even, you know, when, especially when the microphones aren't, are not on, cause this is honestly the first time we've ever done this, but, um, yeah, we talk like this for real, like on our couch <laughs> we're in our living room cause we don't actually have a couch. Um, we have a conglomeration of chairs that were given to us lovingly by our family. So yes, thank you. Um, but, um, I guess I'll I'll sum this last one up and say that I thought that our families would be different about this, um, about us getting married. I thought there would be more celebration and the the leave and cleave process has been different for both of us. Mm-hmm. We have both left our families to cleave, but the way that our families have responded to us getting married is different. And um, I will say that um, having in-laws, I, I don't want to, I don't know if it's fair to say if you marry the person you, you absolutely marry their family. Cause that's not necessarily true, but I think that it, I, it's fair to say, I don't think I realized, you know, who your family was because I, your family um, lives at a distance. Whereas Mm -hmm. for some reason right now, which is very odd, my family is literally all in the same city. Um, Mm -hmm. My family's military. So it's odd that we all live in one city right now. My parents are here. um, My three younger sisters are here and their families and their children and et cetera, et cetera. So You've had a lot of time to get to know my family. They've had a lot of time to get to know you, to kind of test you out, um, and to um, engulf you into the family. Yo, I just wanted to do a quick plug. Go ahead and check out my YouTube channel. You can find all my latest uh, music, poetry, everything related to the content that I push out. So check that out when you get the opportunity. Look up Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. on YouTube.com. And now back to the episode. And I haven't had that opportunity with yours. Um, So that has been a difficult process because the entirety of our that we've ever known each other most of your family is far away. So the, you know, the process of coming into a new family for me has been a little difficult. Um, I've been trying to find my own way to be real and to be authentic um, about my interactions, you know, at the times that we do get to share with your family, um, but it hasn't, 
I don't know if it's been successful or not, but I can say that I've given my best efforts. And, um, I mean, I guess at this point time will tell because we've only been married for three months. So yeah. I don't I don't really know what the outcome will be. But, you know, one one thing I promised myself about this was I want it to be Adrian. I want it to be authentic. And outside of in-laws, Adrian has a hard time. Like, I've, I'm a military brat, so I'm used to changing environments and having to Camille, in a, in a sense. I'm used to having to show one part of myself in order to adapt. Yeah. And then maybe suppressing a little part of myself in order to maintain. But this time, I don't want to do that. You know, this is a lifelong relationship um, that we have with our with our in-laws, my, you know, me with your family, you with my family. And the best thing we could do is be our real authentic selves with them. And I want to do that to my best ability. I don't want to, um, I don't want to, you know, take moments to, I guess, appease someone because this is, you know, this is a lifelong relationship that I'm building. So I want it to be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fortunately for me, that process went very well. Um, kudos to your family for being very inclusive. Um, that's a whole y'all. I am the last one to get married. Please know that (laughs) (laughs) I am the last one to get married. Okay. So we've had a lot of practice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being being uh adopted into the family that was um that was pretty fun. I've never experienced anything like that. And um and that plays testament into the fact that it's not gonna be the same for everyone and the fact that it is a process. Um, that's the perfect way to, to explain it because we have a lifetime to go. And we have no idea mm-hmm. how our family dynamics are going to change, if they're going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that we both agree on is the fact that we are married. We, we are. me and you, you and me. And this is the journey that we have to take and the decisions that we make. Um, we have to do what's best for us. And... Um, Thankfully, we've been surrounded by uh, friends who are married, who are uh, seasoned, and they would tell us straight up, "It's I'm telling you, it's it's still it's still hard for us." <laughs> and it's it's comforting to hear um, to know that people are beside you and saying, "Yo, it's trust me, we've we know exactly how you feel." Um, so the leaving and cleaving. Um, process to me was a, was honorable because I am in my immediate family the only boy and not only that the youngest so um, becoming a father and a husband was like a badge of honor because for a long time I dreamt of being those things mm-hmm. but actually becoming them just reminded me that everything that I am going to be I'm already equipped to be that I just have to get to that point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's the it's the in between 
that's scary because you ask yourself, how am I going to get there? Where yeah. God had already given us what we needed to be where we are. And um, which means that he already given us what we needed to go even further. Yeah, he did. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree. This is not, it's not going to be easy, but we always remember we come back to the middle. And at the end of the day, yeah. is you and me. And, you know, on not to go back to bickering, I'm not trying to make that a big thing, but I realized that we did a lot of that. Um, we did a lot of figuring out how to argue well mm-hmm. in engagement. <clears throat> I honestly think engagement was pretty rough. <laughs> it, was, it was rough because I think when we were just dating, we were like, oh, you know, we're not really sure. So we're just going to still kind of play nicey-nicey. And um, <laughs> when we were engaged, it was like, okay, shoot, we got to figure out how to do this. Like, I'm a whole 30-something-year-old adult with my own way of doing things. And now I have to merge my way of doing things with another human being. I, I have to. And not only that, I'm going to live with you. So I can't just run away from you, shut the door, and then come back to you on the phone or in person two days later when I'm done. I literally lay next to you every <laughs> night. So <clears throat> I I knew that we were going to have to figure out. We, we just couldn't sweep things under the rug and then let it blow up. Mm. So I think that, mm, sorry. <clears throat> I think that we got a lot of that bickering and figuring out how to argue. I think we got a lot of that out of the way during engagement and learning how to handle each other's tempers and and the way that our temperaments work. I think that that helped us for the actual married part. So, I mean, you know, three months. Like I said, it's not like it's super long, but no. we've handled said conflicts pretty well, I think. Yeah, we did. I, I honestly think we we have, and now we have like a, bl- a blueprint to go by. Yeah. Um, we're going to probably ask one more question for now, um, okay. which is probably one of the biggest. Um, that question is, how did uh, COVID-19 affect the onset of our marriage? Um, I will definitely say that it definitely affected the actual wedding itself. Um, just in a nutshell, our wedding was going to be on three twenty one, um, March twenty first. <coughs> uh, that Sunday prior to that, we had received news from the CDC that they were minimizing um, large groups of people. And at that moment, they had minimized it to 100, nothing more than 100. Our wedding party was 120-something. So we were like, oh, we just have to cut off a few people. But at that moment, few of the most important people were saying we can't fly in because that included Adrian's aunt um, and her dad, who was supposed to walk her down the aisle. So I was like... Yeah, I think they even cut it down to 50 because it was like 200. Oh, just kidding. 100. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. 50. And then I think it was that Wednesday they got down to 20 or 10. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're trying, like, really trying to go through this. It's like we're still going to get married, but our wedding party was just getting cut by the masses. 
Yeah. And we I was devastated. Very. And that was the hardest thing for me to experience because there's nothing. And you know, as men, we just want to fix everything. Fix it. Can't but fix that one. I had to watch you mourn, like you said, your plan A, our plan A wedding. Yeah. I had to, and I had and I had to just let you go through that. Yeah. And that 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 hurt a lot because I know because you didn't even get a chance to wear your. I didn't get to wear my dress. Your wedding dress. So it was it was hard. Um, I'd still. I'm still a little sour about seeing other women's bridal pictures and you know seeing their um wedding video uploaded i I had to unfollow a couple of instagram pages because of the wedding content like some of them were strictly wedding content and I had to stop following them. I, I And I even told one, I, I said, you know, I'm so happy for all of the beautiful brides that got to celebrate. But I know too, I did that on purpose because they were, they were sharing a lot of bridal pictures and ideas, which is what we need. But I don't think that they realized the masses. There were so many brides and grooms who had to cancel their weddings. It wasn't just me. And so I, I was thinking, there are a lot of us right now that are mourning the loss of something that we will never get back. You can't repeat the one occasion that's supposed to be perfect, semi-perfect, whatever. You know, just like you can't have, you can't experience, um, you know, the birth of this particular child again or graduating with your very first degree again a lot of graduating from high school whatever any you pick a monumental moment and that that just doesn't come back mm-hmm. and i had to mourn that and then i had to when i was done crying i got up you know in my mind i stood up i wiped the tears hypothetically in my mind and i said we are still getting married <laughs> i am not letting some friggin coronavirus ruin whether or not I sign papers. This has been in the works for two years. And whether or not we do something fancy, I'm getting married today. So um, it was a short wedding. It was a very quick one. We got takeout. It was in our my parents' yard in Evans. And um, I got a $30 dress from Target. And you got a, what, $10 shirt mm-hmm. somewhere. And I got some Walmart flowers. And my mom's friend put some tool around it and made it look girly, (laughs) (laughs) look pretty. And, you know, we said our vows. And to me, it was a perfect, imperfect day. My father wasn't there. I'll never get that back. But um, it's okay because um, I don't really necessarily wish I could, you know, go back and I don't know. I, I, it would be nice to have had a wedding, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. I'm not devastated over it. The um, last thing, um, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. There will be a part two um, because this is uh, some very important information that we <laughs> wanted to share because um, we wanted we to. We are not pregnant. No, you we're said not. that like. <laughs> <laughs> we're not having a baby, okay? No, we're not. Uh, we just have the two furry ones. One that is um, not with us currently. She is with her grandmother. Um, 
So um, she comes to stay every now and then, and which is uh, Lulu, is half Chihuahua, half Jack Russell. So her energy is on 200 all the time, um, which is funny. And that's, So are her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, her lover, man. y'all. She um, is in love with him. Um, but I will say this last thing pertaining to that wedding. The most beautiful thing about it was how all out our families went. Yeah. Like it was it was the most beautiful one of the most beautiful experiences of my life because like you said, like we're still getting married. Mhm. And we did. Um food was there, everything was set up. We had our DJ actually gave us a refund and did our wedding for free. Most of our vendors did, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh my!" We goodness. had a we had our our photo shoot donated to us by our our wedding photographer because she just felt so terrible about about the we canceled our wedding six days before it was supposed to happen, and she felt absolutely terrible. So from six feet or more, probably twelve feet to be honest, but you know, from a distance, she took a handful of photos for us and that was really special to me and even the fact that your sister i wasn't expecting her to come take pictures i thought she was going to be there to enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and she captured it for us yeah you know like we've we've got a wedding album we just got to <laughs> print it out but i mean she 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 in her heels okay yeah. them wasn't no kitten heels y'all <laughs> tasha was in some heels and she she took our photos. I mean, it just it was thrown together, but it just didn't feel like it. Yeah. You know, our cake was from my work bridal shower and it was made by my work mom. It was <laughs> it was it wasn't a fancy cake, y'all. It was a it was a uh Was it a pound cake? It was a pound cake. Yeah. It was a pound cake. That's all. Wasn't even iced. It was just a pound cake. And it I didn't need everything else because I think what most brides think they want are the the entire show. But what we really want is the feels. And that was what I really wanted out of the day. Was I wanted to be in my feelings. I wanted all the feelings to be out there. And if I snotted up, I did not care. <laughs> I just wanted to I wanted to be happy and I wanted to be joyful and all of the things that I wanted to, I knew I wanted to feel on this day I would never get back without the photographer and without the wedding planner and without the, the every, all the stuff, without the venue and the, the catered food, without all of that stuff, I got to feel what was really important. And I got to say what I really wanted to say. The only thing that was missing were some of the people, some of our family members. Yeah. So um, that was that was a good day, but just like this uh, particular episode, there will be a part two. <laughs> so we're looking. Yes, at, there will be a part two. So we're looking forward to that. So, um, but thank you all for listening so far. Um, this is the glory in our story. Um, part one, tune in for part two with Mr. and 
Mrs. Pennywell. Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. <laughs>